0: Hello, Serial followers. If you're disappointed that season one of Serial came to no clear conclusion, you're in the right place. Today, we're going to explore the earth-shattering question on your mind, who killed Haman Lee? Welcome to the special edition 13th episode of season one of Serial. First off, we'd like to thank our sponsor. The Honey app allows you to shop millions of products from over 300 stores. Here, Honey will apply coupon codes in seconds to save you more money. Go download the free Honey app now. I have a question to ask before we begin. Has your innocence ever been questioned? Better yet, have you ever known in your heart that you didn't do something, but still suffer the consequences because no one believed you? This is what I believe happened to Adnan Syed. He's currently sitting in a correctional facility in Maryland for life, for the murder of Heyman Lee. The holes in this case, however, are unimaginable. I presume that the real murderer isn't behind bars, but acted as a star witness for the prosecution. Messed up, right? I know this sounds outlandish, but when you truly look at the facts, Jay is a much more likely suspect than Adnan. So what do we know exactly? Well, we know that Jay knew where Hay's car was dumped. The only way this is possible is if Jay committed the murder or was with the person who did. He claims the latter. With new forensic evidence tested years later, however, his story seems to be further and further from the truth. All of the DNA around Hayes' body and in her car were tested. No match to Adnan Sayed. So, what does this mean? It means that Anand hadn't been in her car or around her body at the time of the murder. So, how could he have done it? One of the most confusing aspects of this case revolves around Jay. He was thoroughly protected for someone who seems to be innocent. He was even given his attorney by the prosecution. Quite a rarity in a case where he's nothing but a star witness. There's also the logical question that anybody would ask. Why would Anand ask Jay to help him bury the body when they were nothing more than acquainted? Sure, they had smoked together a few times and shared some mutual friends, but they weren't close. Definitely not close enough to help cover up the murder. Another confusing aspect of this case is the very different reactions of Jay and Anon following Hayes' disappearance. While Anon acted as a grieving friend like everyone else, Jay was a wreck, terrified of getting caught. This was confirmed by one of Jay's good friends, Josh. He says, quote, he was deathly afraid of Anon at the time and of going to jail. He broke down and even cried, end quote. That doesn't sound like the reaction of an innocent person. Anon, on the other hand, cried out of hurt when Hay went missing. He even got together with him and Hay's closest friends and cried with them. For someone who has no priors and a squeaky clean personality, this doesn't seem at all out of the ordinary. A girl named Summer even says that it isn't possible that Anon killed Hay simply because of the time of death, 236. She claims to have seen Anon at the time in a very public location, the library. Among all of the inconsistencies in Jay's testimony, those around the Nisha call are the most important. The call to Nisha proved to be a smoking gun in this case, mostly because of the circumstances around its timing. She was believed to be called by Anon and then put on the phone with Jay for a little before hanging up. It is known, however, that there is a very real possibility that these conversations never took place. At the time of the serial podcast, AT&T was going through a class action lawsuit, allowing access to the hidden clauses in their terms and conditions. In these clauses was a statement proving that the call to Nisha could have very easily been a butt dial. Let's not forget, also, that Jay was presumed to have Adnan's phone throughout the whole day on January 13th, the day Hay disappeared. Thanks to new investigations, we also know that at least part of Jay's story was written by the police. When Jay initially gave his statement about where he saw his body, he said that it was in the Best Buy parking lot where Adnan had called him. This notion, however, was confirmed to be written by the police back in 2019, along with the discovery of the missing phone booth, another hole in Jay's story. The very phone booth Jay claimed to be called from never even existed. During the case, Jay even says, quote, top spots, end quote, during one of his explanations, and no one knew what it meant. It didn't even relate to the question he was asked. We found out later, though, that the top spot he was referring to was information found at the top of page 2 of a police document entitled Jay's Chronology, something he as a witness should never have access to, unless, of course, he was working with the police all along. Plainly speaking, Anon was arrested because of what Jay told the police, and what Jay told the police wasn't true. The lies that consume this case are suffocating. They make it impossible to separate the facts from the hearsay. But... When looking at all the solid facts we do have from this case, no matter how few and far between they might be, it's a certainty that Jay had something to do with it. He was fearful of getting caught, he worked with the police, he lied about the timeline, he lied about the phone booth, he lied about where he saw the body, and most importantly, he knew where his car was. True justice may never be served for Hayman Lee, but the world deserves to know who really killed her. Her family deserves to know. You deserve to know. So, was this a cut-and-dry case about a jealous ex-boyfriend, or the biggest murder cover-up of the century? You decide. In the meantime, thank you for listening to Serial.